This morning, if you have your Bibles, I invite you to join me. We are in the Gospel according to Luke chapter 2, and it's verses 8 through 18. It's the shepherds and the angels. If you don't have a Bible and you need a Bible, we do have Bibles for you. And if you're getting to that age where your arms no longer grow this way or that way, and things, you know, you need these. And these are Pastor Tim's that I'm going to borrow this morning because my print is kind of small. So there we go. Hear these words. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you. Father God, please get me out of the way so your voice is heard, your presence is felt, and let us see you today, Lord, in a mighty way. Work in us mightily. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So we're in our second week of Advent, and we're in this Rediscover Christmas series. And as we've shared, Advent means coming or arrival. It's this time of waiting and expectation, a time to prepare, to celebrate for Jesus' birth, and to be ready for the second coming. It's an active, assured, and hopeful waiting. And each week, we are looking at a different attribute of God represented in the coming of Jesus. There's hope and peace and joy and love. And each of these will lead us into the rediscovery of Christmas. So last year, we went past the birth of Jesus and the nativity and looked into the lives of Simeon and Anna, and we learned through them that hope sees beyond. Hope realizes that God is present, and hope inspires us to carry on. So this week, we're starting in the field. We told you we would not leave out the shepherds. This week, the shepherds get their chance, and we're moving to the stable where Jesus was born, and we're going to rediscover peace. But you might be sitting there thinking, Kim, rediscover peace. I would just like to discover peace in the first place. Maybe this last year or two has been so full of struggles and unrest that peace just seems like a foreign idea to you. Perhaps you're sitting there thinking that peace is something that other people have 
but not you. So my hope is that today we will rediscover that peace has always been there. So last week, as I said, Pastor Tim talked about Simeon and Anna and how they encountered the arrival of Jesus in this world, hope. So this week, we think of peace. And in this Christmas story, we have to think about the shepherds. They were this unlikely group of guys to receive God's message of peace. And Luke has this beautiful account of of Jesus's birth. This is Jesus's birth announcement, and it is wonderful to us. And I remember many plays growing up, how we announced the birth of Jesus, and we had the nativity there, and angels, and shepherds, and wise men. And if you missed the children's uh, musical program yesterday, please come today and see it. It is wonderful. But many of you may have already experienced that. Maybe you played a shepherd in a play as you were little. I've been in many Christmas plays growing up. I think I've played everything um, except Mary before, and of course, baby Jesus. But one year in particular, I played a cow. And I was, I was like eight or nine years old, so it's cute then. It's not so cute when you play a cow now, or at least not for us women. Anyway, so I remember I had this full cow costume, and being this eight or nine-year-old girl, before the play started, I had to go to the bathroom. Well, this church that I grew up in, the bathroom doors, they didn't, they kind of, they weren't like the doors we have now, or they weren't the doors that um, you close, but they swung really fast and closed. And I remember I went to the bathroom and I'm coming out and I'm walking. I made it out, but the tail of the costume did not. And it ripped. So what do you have to do? Because the show must go on. We pinned it. Well, after the program, my mom said, you did such a great job. I mean, really, all I had to do was moo. Um, But she was like, you just couldn't sit still because I was moving the whole time. You see, that tail got pinned back on the costume with straight pins, not with safety pins. (laughs) Needless to say, that was very memorable, and I was glad to never play a cow again. The next time... I got to learn Luke 2, what we just read today, but the whole entire um, announcement of Jesus. And I remember standing there this time reciting it from memory as if I was the angel proclaiming this message of peace to the shepherds. What a message and invitation to peace on earth. We need that invitation. These shepherds needed this invitation because shepherds were the least and the last. They were these everyday average guys out in the field and their occupation was, was despised by the elite or by most everyone because they labored day and night in the hot, sweaty sun, in the cold, wintry nights, in the rain, no matter what, and they lived there in the fields with the animals and the sheep, which meant they probably smelled so lovely. But people despised them. They were outcasts. But God had a plan and a purpose 
for these shepherds. It's just another scene in how God perfectly flips the script on what we humans would expect and plan if we were in charge of trying to save the world. See, these shepherds received this announcement of fear not. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now that if an angel shows up and says, fear not, there's something happening. And so you better hold on to your socks. He announces good news and tells the shepherds where to find Jesus. And then, bam, you have this whole multitude of angels that are saying glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. See, it was an invitation to go and see that God was there for them. The humble, the lowly, the weary, the broken, the forgotten ones. It was a message that God was for everyone, especially those considered the least important. None of our human requirements were necessary. It was an invitation to peace, and it's still an invitation to us today for the whole world. So this morning, I want us to look at what invitation of peace do we learn from the shepherds? And I think the first thing that we can learn is that peace comes in the midst of our storms and defies our circumstances. See, living on the coast, most of us have experienced storms. Anything from a light shower to a tropical storm to a full-blown hurricane. And living here in North Carolina, you can experience all four seasons in one day of the year. Sometimes it's one hour. It just depends. But you know that in in the hurricane, there's an eye. And in this eye is this eerie and mysterious stillness right in the middle of chaos that's going on. And you can see it on the weather radar, and you might have even experienced it yourself. We're going to change mics real quick. We had this same issue earlier. It's me. I'll own it. Thank you. And also you. So living on the coast, we have these storms, but in the middle, there is this eye and chaos is all around us. And we can see at the center, the winds are calm. There's no rain. It's as if everything has stopped. It's a pause. Perhaps it's a moment of clarity, or perhaps it's that moment for us to catch our breath for what's coming next. So I want us to pause right here, and I want to ask you, how's your Advent going? How is your Christmas season shaping up to be? Is it the typical way it always is? You know, I brought my calendar with me today because I wanted to show y'all this is my December. This is my Advent and my Christmas. And while there is a lot of ministry in there, there's a lot of busyness in there as well. And I think about that might be us today. We have busyness, but life every day, it's overloaded schedules. It's too much of too much. And that threatens in our life. It threatens our hope. It threatens our 
joy, and it's there when love seems lost. So this is where God appears. See, it is me. You know, the devil will work really hard when God has got a message for us to hear. Amen? Amen. But we're just going to say, not today, Satan. Get behind me. All right. So, see, he tries to get you sidetracked. But God, there's a message there. This is when God shows up in the midst of these hurricanes. You remember um, the story of the disciples on the boat, and they are being tossed and turned, and it is just very chaotic to them. And where's Jesus? He's asleep there on the boat. And they're like, come help us. You know, we're getting tossed here and there. And Jesus just gets up. He rebukes the winds and the rains, and they stop. Because Jesus is always there in the midst of our storm. He's always working. Sometimes he gets up and he stops the storm. But sometimes he reaches down when we're in the midst of the storms and picks us up. But he always walks with us through the storm. It's called faith. I love Isaiah who says, for unto us a child is born. This is Christ. This is where angels show up. For these lowly shepherds in the middle of a dark night in Israel, when they were under Roman oppression and people were asking, where is God? And God answered by showing up in a mighty way. But in the most unlikely way, through this infant child born to this unlikely couple in this unlikely place, being announced to the most unlikely group of folks. See, in the midst of this conflict struggle is where God shows up. And that's where God continues to show up for us today. He shows up in our pain. He shows up in our fears. He shows up in our confusion, in our grief, in our loss, in our loneliness. And see, I don't know your circumstances right now, but God does. Because God is here, Emmanuel, which means God with us. And he's bringing this peace to calm your heart, peace that will defy your circumstance. And it may not make sense, and we call that a holy mystery, but it's real and it's healing because the Prince of Peace is the great physician and he heals. And that's why peace is a person. And his name is Jesus. And we don't just say Jesus. We say Jesus. There's something wonderful about that name. Powerful, beautiful about that name. We just sang it. So look what Paul says in Ephesians 2.14. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. That peace, that conflict that we've had 
Jesus breaks it down. He's the one that resolved that for us between us and God. See, long before his arrival, Isaiah uh, talked about Jesus being the Prince of Peace. He said, for unto us a child is born, unto us a Savior is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and his name will be called, say it with me, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. See, Jesus was not that political Messiah that so many wanted and thought they were getting. No, Jesus, this child, this son given to us, brings power and the rule of peace into our personal lives, into this world, because the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ has come down from heaven to earth to rule in our lives. He brings peace because he's the sacrificial lamb. He's embodiment of shalom which means wholeness and we find that in that relationship with him and no matter what we're facing we turn to God we take him our hurts we take him our questions we take him our doubts our whys our needs to him because you know what God is big enough to handle our why God he is big enough to handle when we have doubts. He's big enough to handle when we have uncertainties. So we just need to turn to him and talk to him and talk with him about it and then listen to him. No matter what we're facing, we turn to God. Um, Look over in Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's in every situation, whether it is on the top of a mountain where you're shouting or down in the valley shouting because you just don't know where to turn. In that passage in Philippians, we often stop at verse 7, but I want us to look at the next couple of verses. It tells us about things to think about, things like truth and righteousness and purity and loveliness, the things that are praiseworthy. We call this the discipline of celebration. And I want you to see something. It says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And the God of peace will be with you. Hold on. Do you see it? And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And the God of peace will be with you. The peace of God will guide you. And the God of peace will be with you. That's something to celebrate. When we turn it over to God, prayer is such a powerful and transformational thing. It's not the power of us trying to bend God's will to meet ours. But it's an opportunity to meet with him and let him meet us right there in our circumstances. For him to be there with us, for us to soak him in, to listen, to experience his peace, 
to see that God is with us. He's got our backs and we can trust him because God is big enough. See, Jesus came to all of us and he offers us this invitation at Advent. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is a mighty invitation of peace because the Prince of Peace is the one that offers it to us. And I say today in the second Sunday in Advent for us to rediscover and accept the peace that Christ offers us. You may have felt that peace of Christ in a situation before. I want to share with you, um, many of you have prayed for my son, Will, who earlier this year was um, had an accident, and it was traumatic for all of us. And um, he's doing wonderful back at work. He's just amazing. Um, God is amazing through him. Amen. And that's the power of prayer and turning it over to God. But I remember it happened, and we went to the hospital, and we're there, and Will's in surgery and it's life or death, and we're, it's chaos all around us. So I could only imagine we were in the eye of the storm, not knowing what was going to be. We knew what was behind us and what we had been through, but we didn't know what was to come. And while Will's in surgery and our family's all around, I sat there and I prayed in the midst of this. And I just said, God, that's my boy help him. And then he said to me very loudly, Kim, he's my boy. I've got him. And I just had this peace that washes over me. I didn't know what was going to happen. They let us go up to the room after the surgery and Will was in recovery. And I walked over to the window. You know, when Hurricane Florence hit, I shared the story how when we were cleaning up, I found this twig outside in the shape of a cross. And that's where I found some peace right there in that situation. Well, as I looked out Will's hospital window, I saw where the light was shining in the parking lot in the shape of a cross. And I knew, okay, God is with here with us. No matter what happens, good, bad, God is here in the midst. So the next day, after we left the hospital, we had called that morning. It was kind of a rocky night, but he was doing okay. We hung up, and a few minutes later, we saw the caller ID with the hospital calling back, and it's kind of an uh uh-oh. But it was Will, and he said, hey, when are you guys going to get here to come see me? Less than 24 hours later. So we went to see him, but later that day, Stephen had left to go do some errands. And when he left, shortly after, I got a text message with this picture that Jesus Christ is Lord, Almighty God, the first and the last. Sometimes we might ask, where is God in our circumstance? But we can always trust that he's right there in the middle of it. We just cling and have faith, look up, And we will see that the Prince of Peace is there with us. 
So I pray and encourage you to look up for the Prince of Peace, for that invitation when the winds are blowing and to start singing glory to God. And as Pastor Tim said last week, worship is our weapon. And when the storms just seem too unbearable, worship louder. Because God is here. The Prince of Peace is with us. And we ask that Jesus be our Prince of Peace, guarding our hearts and filling us with that peace that passes all understanding. This morning we have a great invitation to the table. It's not our table, it's the Lord's table. And he invites everyone to come and be a part of this. He invites them because Jesus is continually inviting people in. He wants them to be a part of the story. The story of peace, hope, love, and joy. So this morning as we share in this holy meal together... I pray that the Prince of Peace, the peace that he gives, just washes over you and that you have that understanding that you don't understand what that feeling is, but you're just going to trust him in it. Let us pray. Holy and loving God, we come to you this morning and we have storms in our lives that we don't understand. Help us to turn to you, the Prince of Peace, who guards our hearts, knowing that you are the God of peace who is always with us. Father God, if there's someone here today who does not know you, let them come experience your peace and accept the invitation to come to you. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.